Brand new singles called Mr. Mercy from an album called Burn from the Top Down. Very interesting name. So we've got to find out who's the person behind this. His name would be Ryan Slater. Hello, Ryan. How are you doing? Uh, fine, thank you, Janine. Fine and fabulous. Thank you very much. So introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's standing before you. They have got no idea, no personality. What do you do for a living? Family, you know, introduce yeah. yourself. Sure. Okay. So I, I was born in Durban and grew up there. Um, started playing guitar around age 13. Um, then I went to, came over to the to the Cape. Uh, I studied at Stellenbosch University and got into, started writing gospel songs around that time. Um, and yeah, I've many years on from that. I'm now 42 years old, married with two kids. I live in Malkbos in Cape Town. And yeah, worship leader, songwriter. And uh, this is my second studio album. And yeah, very excited to finally have get it get it over the finish line. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. laid back from Durban, going to laid back to Malpostrand. It's Malpost, like you like yeah, driving exactly. 100Ks maximum on the highway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, why gospel music? Why not, you know, everyone sort of puts their feet into it first and then they get there. Yeah, sure. So, look, I mean, I, I think I basically write what inspires me. And I think, um, you know, with... More and more, I think um, God has been become a, a major part of my life. I think, you know, at, at some stage in my early 20s, I, I only wrote gospel music. So um, I just write songs when I feel moved and stirred. And, and obviously, in my times of the Lord, you know, um, I, I just I get hold of a theme and I, I, I just find songs get birthed in that place. So it's really, you know, people say, well, Ryan, it's, it's all good and well singing about Jesus, but just, you know, write songs that sound like this or about <laughs> that and and I'm like, well, uh, you know, I can't force this issue. I just write what, what inspires me. And yeah, so anyway, so, so yeah, I, I guess, um, you know, there are more than enough secular musicians out there, but I, I really love to, to write about the Lord and, and, and yeah, songs that also stir, stir the hearts and the faith of, of, you know, my brothers and sisters in the church, really. So I think that's my, my niche, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but why do you like him so much? How did he impress you in a way that an invisible <laughs> God becomes someone yeah. that literally changes your way of thinking? So, look, I mean, I, I actually grew up in a non-churched family. Um, I gave my life to the Lord in a, in a chapel service at boarding school at Kersney College. It was a Methodist school uh, founded by Sir Lee Hewlett, the guy that started all the sugar farms. But anyway... Um, so, yeah, I was very grateful for that, um, and I uh, heard the gospel at that young age. And uh, basically, what impressed me about the Lord, I mean, geez, where, where do I start and where do I end? I mean, it's, uh, you know, took away all our sins, uh, made a way for us to be in eternity with Him, you know, um, freed me from oppression and addictions and, yeah, all those kind of things. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, geez, I owe my life to Him. He's, he's, he's bought me with His blood and... Uh, every, everything to him. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I could go on for it ever and ever. How long do you have? No, I'm just thinking. <laughs> there's, there's one yeah. thing about knowing about him. Even if you grow yeah. up in some kind of culture, which is South Africa, we, we've got a good yeah. culture of, being, of goodness, you know, when it comes yeah. to religion, spirituality, all that kind of thing. But sure. it gets challenged. Life happens. And then you yeah. find out whether you actually believe, especially like you, when you gave your, your life to the Lord, at a younger age, yeah. Um, yeah. you do get confronted with worldviews and challenges. Yes. W were you yes. ever challenged in that way, faith-wise? 
Definitely. So, so look, I, I I didn't really have deep roots. I mean, I, I lived on a on a booklet called Faith for Daily Living, which was like a Methodist kind of devotional, um, you know, and I, I hadn't really dug in deep into the Bible. So I found myself being shipped off to to Stellenbosch University with no, you know, no no accountability. I was, I was in, a, in a Corsace with a bunch of wild guys from, from uh, Michael R. Hilton, <laughs> Maritzburg College, so no more. Anyway, um, so we, we ended up... Um, yeah, so I definitely went off the rails in my first year, and then I actually, actually um, went to a Baptist church in Stellenbosch about three quarters of the way through my first year, and the Holy Spirit really uh, met me there, and I and, and I felt convicted that I was leading a double life. You know, I, I I needed to make a decision: am I in or am I out? And so, yeah, thank thankfully by God's grace, I managed to choose life and uh, the pastor took me under his wing and and really discipled me and we got into the bible and i I think the bible for me has been an anchor you know um it's kind of it's it's i think yeah so so that became an anchor and and i found my roots and i found community and i found accountability and got a bit more wisdom in my life um so i think yeah definitely i was challenged but you know um then i went into the working world obviously that's that's wild I i was in the advertising uh, industry, which was which was wilder than wild, and uh, managed to start a trouble. Thank God, and yeah, I got married shortly after that, and uh, I've had to, you know, make some decisions. I, I worked for for Samsung Mobile for a number of years, and uh, that was also quite a interesting environment. A lot of shenanigans that went on, but um, by the grace of God, I, I you know, stepped stayed on the straight and narrow. But yeah, I, th- I think um, I've got an amazing wife and amazing family, and I, I guess at the end of the day, you, you know, you, you make sacrifices and you and you treasure the things and you protect the things you love, and you know, I really love the Lord and I, I value that relationship. So, I think at the end of the day, it's not about religion; it's actually about relationship and not doing things that break the Lord's heart. At the end of the day, you know. So, the older I've gotten, um, the I guess the more maturity. I've grown and, and 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 I just really want to want to please him and and not break his heart, you know. So that's I think what's kept me on the on the straight and narrow more than anything else. Not an intellectual thing; it's more like a relational thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I I do understand and totally concur that the, the people around you, your community, to be surrounded yeah. by people who are also. Not only passionate about God's word, but serious about it. That, that yeah. you know, that you don't get away with fumbling through it or or half truths or uh, out of yeah. context scripture and all that kind of thing. It, it uh-huh. does make a difference uh-huh. that people around you actually care about the word as much as you do. Because I can 100%. see that that the word had a, a, a huge influence on your life as well, especially when I listen to your music and and to what you yeah. where you go get your inspiration from. When yeah. did his word specifically? Now, obviously, when when you came back to the Lord, you were discipled by someone who's into the Word of God. Tell me about that process from becoming someone who sort of puts your toe into it to someone yeah. who dives into it and wants even more. So, so look, I mean, I, basically, when I, I started getting discipled from a pastor, I mean, I, I started the Bible from the beginning, and I I think over a period of about two years, I read it from cover to cover. And then um, basically, I've I've just gone back and and you know like someone said to me, I actually been reading a book um, by an amazing biblical um, expert, and he he says you know books weren't meant meant to be read verse by verse, or even chapter 
chapter by chapter, they were meant to be read book by book. So that's really what I'm trying to do is is uh, gra- grab a hold of a book. And there are three things to keep in mind when reading the Bible. It's it's uh, context, context, and context. You know? Absolutely. So the Bible has been has been yeah, it's been misused. I mean, from you know, I can name a whole lot of political parties, right wing, left wing, um, you know, f- the world over that have have used the Bible to justify violence or, you know, sexism yeah. or mm. whatever it is. But um, there really is, um, you've got to take the context. You've got to look, is it in the Old Test, in the Old Covenant? Is it in the New Covenant? Um, yes, it does say that about women in there, that scripture, but it says this about women in that scripture, you know. So you've really got to take the sum of scripture and, and you've got to weigh it and, and, and steward it well. And uh, unfortunately, what happened is a guy like, guy by the name of Jerome, who transport, translated the Bible into Latin, uh, he had a few issues, you know. So, so he t- his translation in Latin is actually very inaccurate. And unfortunately, most of the English Bibles have been written from the Vulgate, which is his Latin translation. So anyway, th- these are the kind of things. I love to be kind of a uh, Sherlock Holmes, Indiana Jones, and, and dive into the context and, uh, you know, but I'm not one of those guys that I'll say to you, are there missing books in the Bible? And, you know, half the Bible's missing. I, I really don't believe that. I, I really believe the Bible we have is is God's will. And, uh, you know, so anyway, I'm, I'm getting away from myself. But but I think um, the bottom line is I've used a lot of the, the, the Bible as uh, inspiration for the songs. I mean... I think it's complete plagiarism, really. At the end of the day, <laughs> stealing, stealing lyrics from from King David, and you know, uh, I mean, Mr. Mercy, the, the 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 single we've released now is, is basically straight out of the Book of Zechariah, which is an amazing book. I mean, it's the most messianic book out of all the minor prophets, and only second to Isaiah. So. You know, some Don't of the tell me about the like, song yet. You're going to tell me about the no, song won't, just I won't. now. Hold on, patience <laughs> will, is the okay, fruit okay. of the spirit. We're going to uh, get Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do want to ask you whether your perception of who God is changed from when you didn't read the whole Bible to when you did read the whole Bible. When, when you start seeing him in every circumstance that the Bible offers you with yeah. and without him, his reaction to things, Old and New Testament, what is important to him? Did your perception of who he is change or it get some flesh when you started reading the whole Bible? Yeah. So, look, I think, um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the more we read the Bible, the, the, the better our understanding of God becomes, I mean, I used to think of Jesus as meek and mild holding these little white lambs and, you know, <laughs> yeah. but uh, little did we know he was uh, honestly mocking the Pharisees and even in his miracles, he he was completely dismantling their, their rabbinical traditions, you know, uh, like for example, when he when he spat in the mud and, and healed a blind man on the Sabbath, firstly, he broke the Sabbath according to their, you know, interpretation that you weren't allowed to heal on the Sabbath, which wasn't in the Torah, but it, it was in the rabbinical teachings. Secondly, he made mud, which was considered, you know, work, uh, making bricks and that sort of thing on the Sabbath. So in a, in a lot of his his miracles, he, he completely mocked and um, the, the, the traditions of man, you know, and, and unfortunately, the Bible in Christianity has been hijacked by, by the tra- traditions of man to a large extent. And um, even this this album, Burn from the Top Down, the theme is is really the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit has traditionally been a wrecking ball in in terms of traditional death, you know, structures that bring death and bring 
control and manipulation as opposed to, you know, Jesus that was just full of joy, um, you know, healed the sick, raised the dead. Wherever he went, he brought life. He, he brought people out of bondage and um, out, of, out, of, out of traditions that were really oppressive and, and, and held people back, you know, from actually knowing God, which is the point. It's not a religious code. It's not another form of oppression or, you know, the Christian mafia or whatever it is. It's actually <laughs> uh, freedom, you know. It's, it's, it's really freedom for people to know God, to experience Him, to, to live holy lives, you know. All that good stuff. So that really is grace, and and I think, yeah, grace has got a bad rap ever since Paul was accused of it. You know, back in the day of licentiousness, that's not grace. Grace is the the enabling, empowering, you know, power of God in your life to actually live a holy life and and, and live a life in God. You know. So anyway, so um, I, I don't even remember your question. <laughs> I'm, I'm <trying. laughs> your perception of God, how how it yes, changed. Yes. I mean, if there's so, if there's, so yes. if there's something that um, that to me, when you read the whole Bible, yeah. that comes out yeah. is just how sovereign he is. That he really yeah, and truly does know what he's doing. Had yeah. known before the beginning of time, knew exactly, 100%. used up all of the time that he needed to yeah. get done what he needed to get done, and just how clueless yeah. we are in all of this. Yeah. Okay. Let me give you an example. Um, out of out of the book of Zechariah, I mean, it, it, there, there it talks about the the Messiah that was, uh, you know, sold for thirty pieces of silver. It talks about the the humble king entering Jerusalem on a donkey. Mm. Um, it, it talks about, um, uh, you know, I, I, sorry, I've forgotten a few a few other things, but but basically very messianic. So as you read the scriptures, I mean, you, you discover these gems that like wow, this. This was even 400 years or more before Christ came, and yet the Bible is describing him. You know how the Jews will look on the one they pierced. You know this mm. is all out of Zechariah, and um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously through the Psalms you just see these prophetic pictures. Um, Psalm 22, you know, um, casting lots for his clothing, a man of great sorrows. Um, you know, um, anyway, so 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 that really, you know, a lot a lot of Christians that I've spoken to. Uh, say no, that we don't read the Old Testament. We just camp in the New Testament. And I'm like, dude, you, you're seriously missing out. Because, look, I, I understand the Old is a shadow of the New and, and, and Christ is a substance, you know. But but really, when you when you look at the, the Messianic pictures in the Old Testament, uh, it really gives you more of an appreciation. You get to turn the diamond, you know, a hundred different ways and, and, and look into Christ, you know, because literally every book of the Bible points to Him. Literally, even, even, even uh, Lamentations, even... You know, um, Deuteronomy. I mean, it, it all points to Christ. You know, so um, really, for me, yeah, reading the whole Bible is, is highly recommended. You know, um, I think for any Christian. And um, but 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 again, you need you need someone, or you need resources that can give you the context, because a lot of guys will will give you bad interpretations. There, yeah. there are a lot of bad interpretations, and that's why there's so many cults out there. Let's let's just be frank. But um, you know, with with the right church community to guide you through because it is a wild book i mean you know <laughs> smashing babies on rocks and you know all that stuff you know the, 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 there's context to everything you know a lot of people don't get some of the violent scriptures but you know you need to also understand that there was uh there was um for example in canaan when they, when they when they when they took the land of canaan there were hybrids in the land so these were like half half demons half humans and they had to cleanse the land so they had to literally kill everything that walked and 
a lot of people are, but yeah, God's a violent God. No, God is a God of love, and he wanted to protect Israel from these monsters, you know what I mean? So they had to wipe everything off the face of the earth. So anyway, just, uh, just a radical example there. For your radio hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, you know, we, we, yeah. we now read the Gospels and we think, oh, it's so yeah. obvious that he was the Messiah. Look at Zechariah yeah. and look at Isaiah and look at all of, I mean, Psalms. And, and the type of detail that they'd given, like them costing the lots, yes. is so ridiculous. Like him being buried is, yeah. in, a, in a borrowed tomb. They knew yeah, who man, had yeah. taken the, the body. They knew yeah. they'd seen the fulfillment right in front of them, and they didn't get 100%. it. But, but then I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if you and I, you know, if you and I yeah. were there and we'd had the same information with the same background <laughs> and a little bit of yeah. the same pride that we've got today as Christians, yeah. you know, knowing what yeah, we yeah. know, I wonder if we would have done yeah. any better than they did. Yeah, true. I mean, uh, you know, but but to to be to be also to be fair, the Pharisees were so prideful in their in their knowledge that they almost couldn't receive a different way. You know, mm. so God had to find a bunch of fishermen and uh, you know a, a real motley crew that just had pure childlike faith that just would receive the Messiah, and uh, you know, yeah, and and follow after him. So. So yeah, it's 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 I don't know. Uh, God's ways are higher than our ways, and and he he shames the ways of the wise. You know, he makes human wisdom look like foolishness and <laughs> and uh, all that good stuff. So it's been yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, people are offended with that thing that God's ways are higher than our ways. But you just read the Bible, you'll get <laughs> that'll get all easier to uh, yeah. believe <laughs> right after that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, let's get to your music, Mr. Mercy. Okay. I like this name. Mm. So tell us what we're we going to listen to the song now, but I want people to hear yeah. your heart when they listen to sure. the song. Tell me about it. Okay. So look, like I said, it's straight out of the book of Zechariah, which is one of my favorite Old Testament books. It's a very um, contrasting. It's a very um, dramatic book. You know, it's, it, it looks like a scene out of the Lord of the Rings. So you've got, you've got the rider on a red horse uh, next to myrtle trees, um, you know, next to a ravine and, uh, you know, there's the, the, the couple of horses behind them, brown, white, and mottled. And, and it's just really, it's really intense. And you, and you think that when this guy, you know, the angel of the Lord, which we know is Jesus, you know, when he opens his mouth, it's going to be judgment and doom and gloom because the, the setting is really dark, you know. But, but actually when he speaks, it's all about mercy. It's about rebuilding um, his home. It's about uh, you know the punishment that the nations gave you was too long and for too was too hard. Um, you know all that kind of stuff. So really, what it is, it's it's a song of comfort, really, and 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 they're words of of huge comfort. So the context of Zechariah is um, the exiles, the Jews were exiled to Babylon for seven years, and they they were coming back, and um, and God's saying to them, look, we're going to rebuild the temple. We're going to, you know, we're going to comfort you. Um, you know, we, I'm going to punish the nations that punished you at the end of the day. So anyway, so, so I just basically took pictures out of chapter one, chapter two, and then further on in the book as well. And, um, and, and yeah, basically it's, it's, it's the verses are, are describing the pictures and then the chorus is really God speaking his words of mercy and comfort. And, and obviously, you know, when I wrote this song three years ago, uh, little did I know that when it was going to be released, um, you know, we would have come through pandemic, we would have come through a European war, you know, talk of another wave, can you believe it, you know, 
so just people are really traumatized, you know, in, in our generation. And, um, you know, even, even the younger people, I mean, I read a, read an article where a lot of the people that were in matric or in final year varsity, uh, in when the pa- pandemic first hit, they, they kind of felt like the failure to launch generation. You know what I mean? Like no one else had had this kind of pandemic in their, in their time. And yet they, they were kind of just came up against a brick wall called, called Corona, you know? So, so there's, there's so much languishing in our, in our generation, you know, in this time. And a lot of people have lost hope. A lot of people are like, you know, thank God has got a sick sense of humor or something. So it's really, um, you know, this, this hopefully just brings comfort to the church really. And, 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 um, you know, it shows them that, that God has thoughts of mercy, of love, of rebuilding, of, of prosperity, you know, it's, he hasn't forgotten about them because the Jews that had spent 70 years as slaves in exile in Babylon felt the same thing. You know, they thought God had forgotten them and really that's, that's not the truth, you know? So anyway, so, so that's really what the song's about. Yeah. And, 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 and because, uh, you know, Zechariah is really about Christ. Um, the song basically centers on that, you know, basically the cross and Christ and, and, um, yeah, anyway, so that's what the song's about. Yeah. Okay, so then I'm going to fade in the song under it, and then we're just going to back announce it quickly. Okay, that was okay. that was Mr. Mercy from Ryan Slater's album Burn from the Top Down. We have to quickly explain the name of this album. <laughs> okay, so Burn from the Top Down is a reference to Acts two, where you know it spoke about the baptism of the Holy Spirit that descended on the on the on the people in the in, in at Pentecost as as tongues of fire. And um, at the time I wrote the album, I, I really felt God impressed on my heart that I needed that was to be the name of the album. And um, at the time as well, they uh, there were you know in America there were all these riots in some of the major cities, and they were burning cities to the ground. You know, so um, I, I just realized there's a distinction. If you burn from the bottom up, you know, it's human rage, it's anger, it's violence, it's you know. Um, it's it's rebellion, but if you burn from the top down, it's it's really anointing. It's it's the Holy Spirit. It's you know God's kingdom coming, and and really that's really what we need in 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 our wild crazy world. Um, you know that's really the way to burn. It's from the top down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, stunning, stunning. So if people want to follow yeah. your ministry, if they want to um, not miss out on anything going forward, where do they go? Okay, so I I've got a Facebook page. Um, which is facebook.com backslash Ryan Slater Music. Um, I've also got a website, ryanslatermusic.com. And um, I've, got a, I've got a YouTube page, Ryan Slater Music. Um, I've actually posted song number 11 on the album is a song called Grace, Grace. And that song is, uh, we made a music video for it, and, and that's available on YouTube. And uh, actually on my website, ryanslatermusic.com, there is a 13th track, which is a, a track that isn't on the album. So anyone that signs up, you know, to keep in touch for gigs or new albums or whatever, they will actually get a free song called Forget Not All His Benefits, yeah, um, which is taken from one of the songs. So anyway, uh, that's that's uh, what's available, yeah. Right, and if and if people want to book you for performances, any telephone numbers, stuff, all available there as well? Yeah, it's all available on the website, yeah, definitely.